Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. This morning we give you praise. This morning we give you praise. This morning we give you praise. Father, this morning we give you praise. This morning we give you praise. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. Holy Father, we give you praise. We honor your glorious name and your great name. We give you praise. You are the only wise king. You are the only strong God. And this morning, we are before you in the name of Jesus. Say, the Lord, take all praise and honor from us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise, O God. We give you praise. Be thou exalted, O King of glory. Be magnified, God eternal. Our Father who cares more than we care for ourselves. And this morning, we have gathered to hear your voice. This morning, we have gathered to lay our burdens before you. This morning, we have come to your throne room of grace that we may obtain mercy even in times of need. This morning we call upon your glorious name. This morning we are here because of you. This morning we are here, O oh God, to hear thy voice. For thy voice calms the rages. You are the one that brings the healing. May your name be glorified and lift us up again. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, I speak prophetically, O oh God, this moment, for all my families across board, wherever anyone is, in the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, that may your glory reach out and touch them wherever they are. Anyone that they have assumed they came to us, anyone that you have connected with us, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, that let your blessings reach out in the mighty name of Jesus, let the blessings of financial security rest upon their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the blessings of peace of mind find their homes in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the blessings of continuity and progress rest upon their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare and decree by your mercies and by your divine inspiration. Pray the Lord, send angelic help. Send angelic help to them wherever they are in the mighty name of Jesus. The Son of the Living God, anyone that is in any kind of fight or battle and they are battling with some issues privately and they cannot even communicate it out. Today, I stand with them in the mighty name of Jesus. From their secret place, we call upon your glorious name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Pandolo Secretism, that whatever is waging war against them in their secret places, may you, oh God, may your glorious hand, bring them victory, bring them victory, bring them victory. Bring them victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Anyone that is struggling with any secret sin and they don't know how to come out today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I hold your hand.
hands and bring them out by the power of Jesus' name. I break every stronghold on their minds. I break every stronghold in their spirit. I bring every stronghold in their bodies. And whatever is keeping them down there, today they come out in the name of Jesus. Whatever is holding their souls down, I declare them free from today in the mighty name of Jesus. May the name of the Lord be glorified. May the name of the Lord be glorified. May the name of the Lord be glorified in the lives of those who are connected now. In the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. Oh Lord God, my Father. I pray that lift men up, lift us up, oh God. In you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let not the enemy rejoice over us. Let not our enemies rejoice over us. Let not those who are waiting to see our shame and are downfall be able to say that where is your God this morning I lift up my hands unto you bringing divine victory for everyone connected and those who are listening to me on radio power 96 I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that let salvation reach out and come to them all let deliverance reach out and come to them all let the hand of God rest upon their lives in the mighty name of Jesus the son of the living God Habay Shadu in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. The Lord is with us. This morning, I want us to pray for a moment. Hallelujah. I want us to go into prayer for a moment. The Bible says in the book of Job 20, verse 5, Job 20, verse 5, please, if anybody can get it for me, uh, Job uh, 20, verse 5. Job 20, verse 5. Let's see what the word of the Lord says over there. And the Kratos Sabbath. I wish I could get a different translation. This is not the one I'm looking for. This is NIV. Okay, that's fine. I've got an NIV on the on the screen now. The Bible says that the myth of the wicked is brief, and the joy and the gladness last but a moment. I will say, I will take, I will take from verse four, verse four. So surely you know how it has been from old, ever since mankind was placed on the earth that the man or the gladness of the wicked is but a moment or brief and the joy and the glad and the god of the godless last but for a moment I, I will take it again i think i'm rushing a little bit too fast so surely you god you know how it has been from old ever since mankind was placed on earth here that the man or the myth or the joy the gladness of the wicked is only brief on earth here. Uh -huh. And the joy of the godless lasts but for a moment. I want us to take a prayer by the grace of God, declaring in the name of Jesus Christ, the Father cut short the triumph of the wicked. Cut them short. Any triumph of the wicked cut them short. Hallelujah. The triumph of the wicked. Let not the enemy sit somewhere and say that, ah, I knew that you cannot succeed. That is why you are struggling like this. Hey, hey, hey. the word of the Lord says that the joy or the mare or the gladness of the wicked is only but for a moment. 
only but for a moment. It is brief. Father, cut their joy short. Anyone, any wicked attempt on my life to celebrate on my life, let the triumph of the wicked be cut short in the name of Jesus Christ. And let all the joy of the hypocrite be terminated. <coughs> let the joy of the hypocrite be terminated. Lift up your voice with me and let's pray. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Father, I stand with my families now in the name of Jesus Christ. On radio and online, across Zoom and everywhere anyone is connecting from. In the name of Jesus Christ, we stand with the book of Job, chapter 20, verse 5, declaring, O God, that let the expectations of the wicked be cut short. We declare and decree, O God, and let their joy be brief. In the name of Jesus, wherever they are standing to see that our downfall becomes their joy, our inabilities become their joy, our weaknesses become their joy. We declare and decree, O Lord Almighty, that from today, by your mercies and by your grace, lift us up again in you with all potency and grace, and let us, O God, triumph over the workings of the enemy so that their expectations are cut short in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and let the work and the joy of the hypocrite be terminated in the mighty name of Jesus wherever they are hiding out and they are smiling at us as if that they are having fun with us together but rather looking at finding ways and means to bring us down we stand today in the name of Jesus that let them be cut short in the name of Jesus terminate 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 the joy of hypocrites in the mighty name of Jesus Christ so that our lives will shine forth stronger and stronger right in their face by your grace in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to pray another prayer and declare by the message of God. The workers of iniquity be scattered. Psalm, Psalm 92 verse 9. Let the workers of iniquity be scattered. Father, my Father, my Lord, let the workers of iniquity be scattered. Let There are people who, who that is their job. They deliberately create situation so that life becomes unbearable. And then the righteous put their hand in iniquity. Tonight, today in this meeting, in this gathering, in the name of Jesus, Father, let the workers of iniquity be cut short. Let the workers of iniquity be destroyed. Let the workers of iniquity be scattered in my life, in the mighty name of Jesus. In your life, lift up your voice with me and let's pray together. Father, we stand in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, that let the workings and the workers of iniquity all be scattered in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. Let them not prevail over us, O oh God. Those who are visiting shrines, those who are visiting all kinds of demonic places, those who are visiting witchcraft and covens of evil powers, so that we can put our hands in and to fall with us so that they can wait for against us. We declare in the 
name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, that let every workings of iniquity be scattered in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. Whatever iniquity that has been projected against you and I, let it all be scattered. Let them be scattered in iniquity against you against your loved ones your family and those that you have called to be your own let it all be scattered in the name of jesus this as a blessing into your life that from today iniquity shall not be found among you in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus Christ, your dwelling Amen. place is blessed. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, the delight Amen. of the Lord is with you. I declare that every endeavor of your hands are blessed. May the Amen. favor of the Lord reach out to touch you and your children and your grandchildren to the 10th generation. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I declare Amen. and decree that every ailment in your body, every sickness within your body, I speak healing into it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare by the healings of the Spirit of God that every part of your body that is not in alignment with the will of God today, receive healing now, receive deliverance now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Be free from every demonic assignment and every attack on your health. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, rise above the storms of ailment. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive freedom in Jesus' mighty name. Those who are believing God for breakthrough financially in terms of jobs and all that, I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that may the Lord bless you with a good job. May the Lord bless you with a job that will be stable. May the Lord bless you with a job that will bless your finances. May the Lord bless you with financial freedom, with a good job. In the mighty name of Jesus, a stressless job. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Anything that will make you financially free. Today, I declare that let it come to you with all backings of the Spirit of God. In Amen. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus be glorified. Amen. Jesus be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus be glorified. People of God, when we put our eyes on Jesus, He will surely come through for us. Amen. 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 Uh, this morning is another wonderful morning that I want to spend the time in the presence of the Lord with you. Amen. Amen. So, those of you who feel that the families must join us, please invite them quickly and tell them that the service of the Lord has begun. Today is our first Sunday for 2024. Hallelujah. Today Amen. is our first Sunday for 2024. And we are going to embark on a journey. 
on a journey of mysteries that by the grace of God, you and I, we can have a lot of understanding on the things of the spirit so that when you stand by the grace of God, the grace that works in you and through you will become tangible, hallelujah, will become Amen. tangible in the name of Jesus Christ. So please today is something that is a new, it's a new thing that we're going to open up to. And I'll be begging you for my, my cup of tea that I'll be sipping because uh, the, my throat was messing about this <laughs> from yesterday to now. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to welcome all our families on uh, on uh, Power Radio 96 in Spain. We thank God for all of you. Everyone that is on the radio that is listening to us live, we thank God for you. We welcome you to Emmanuel Christian Assembly. Today is the first Sunday. Today is the 7th of January, 2024. Hallelujah. And I'm believing God by his grace that you and I, we can encounter the hand of God strongly in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Come on, where is the family of Emmanuel Christian Assembly? Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you. I have heard some of the kids shouting out, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Once again, I welcome you to the presence of the Lord. And those of you who believe that the Lord wants to uh, work through you and in you today is a time you want to open your ears uh, widely to hear what the word of the Lord says. Amen. Amen. I want us to go into the word today. We're going to be talking about the subject called the laws of the kingdom. The laws of the kingdom. And today is going to be an introduction to the mysteries in the kingdom. And the focus of this um, uh, studies for the next few weeks ahead of us is going to unveil unto us how prayer is all done. Hallelujah. Uh, how prayer is all done. Some of the things that we need to do. I know that we have dealt with prayer extensively, but some of the families said that they missed out on that opportunity. And so we want to go back in there. And this time around, we want to go a little bit deeper than we had been before because God always reveals more. Hallelujah. And by Amen. his grace, all the revelations that he's given to us, I want us to pour it, but I want us to take time and move it gradually so that it will find expression in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. So today, I want you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Talolobo sabrande karada sedos. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 17. Charolobo sabrande karada basionos. Dialebe cabra bosande krata la bosudi androta la brasas. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Jesus is talking about some interesting facts about the laws of heaven. And these laws that he was talking about, the Bible says that he had to crystallize it in the ears of his followers or those who were listening to him at the time. 
all because the things that was going on at the time, people could not understand. Why? Because the Lord had given the laws already in the field of uh, Moses, when Moses, when the Lord put the, the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt to the place where they were going to settle as their own. But in the process of the journey, the Bible says that the Lord had to come in there and give them a law that was written by his own hands so that the people could understand, read out the laws and then go by it. The Bible says that Moses could not maintain the law that the father had written with his fingers. And what was the purpose of this law? The purpose of the law was to save the children of Israel from their own selves and also messing about on the wilderness so that they do not lose the grounds on which the Lord would position them. And so the father chose to write the law by his hands and gave it to Moses, but by, by, by virtue of his character and behavior, he could not hold on to it as for long because of the behavior of the children that was um, portraying at the time. So he lost the plot. And the Bible says that he dropped that talent, that tablet that the Lord had written with his own fingers. I'm emphasizing on this because when we, the children of God, wants to do anything in the sight of God to please the Father, we need to know what laws applies to us so that we can walk in synchronism and in divine understanding of what God or what the Father is expecting from us. So a child of God who lacks the ability to know what the law says or to understand or to be able to interpret what the laws means, you will lack the ability to glorify the Father in your life. So what the Father did was to give them few of the laws, more or less like the very important ones that can help them to journey through their life to the promised land. So he gave them only 10 of it. So we call it the 10 commandments. But it was a law that he had set up to help them, to save them from themselves and also from anything that will make them do what is against the will of the Father. So he gave them those laws. Now, the laws that the Bible talks about to the people of Israel or to the Jews, it is over, it's, it's over 600 laws. Actually, it's about, about 613 laws that the Father gave to them in total. But he only gave them in peace or in bite size so that they could walk with it and could help them to be able to stand strong and serve the Lord well, even into the land that they were going. So with this in mind, we can say for sure that God does not want us to perish with his grace, to perish with his favor, to perish with the opportunity he opens to us. And so he gives us rules and regulations that can govern us away from ourselves. I keep using the word away from ourselves because when a man has got no rules or regulations governing their lives, they tend to walk by their own dictates. 
And this usually ends man in all kinds of mess. We have seen people in alcoholism. We've seen people in all kinds of fornication lifestyle. We have seen people in all kinds of mess in life, all because there is no rule, there's no regulation, there are no laws, there are no commandments govern their lives. And so their lives are all open up to any kind of possibility from the camp of the enemy. But these laws are supposed to guide us and protect us from ourselves and from the things that can destroy us and make us lose the potency of the glory of God working in us and through us. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Are you there with me? Am I communicating? Yes, we are. So, when the children of Israel now began to lose grounds with all these laws, and some of them were turning upside down and everything, the, the, the son Jesus Christ came to help them get back on track. Where Matthew chapter 5 helps us to understand the things that Jesus began to explain regarding the laws, regarding that same law. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he began to speak out clearly in the ears of the people in Romans, uh, in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 17. And before he came to this place, he found out that there were a lot of people now following him because he was healing people. He was raising the dead. He was causing all kinds of uh, commotion in the camp of the enemy, deliberating the people because the enemy has, had gripped them with all kinds of infirmities. And that's one of the things this year the Lord is going to be doing on our platform, that the spirit of infirmity will not persist and continue in this house in the name of jesus christ hallelujah which means that healing shall be part of our lifestyle hallelujah because when you living in abundant life healing is just your normal cocoa for breakfast so you don't have to wake up and struggle for anything by the grace of god amen, amen. And so Amen. this year, those of you who are believing God for breakthroughs with healings and deliverances, tell them to come and receive it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he started from the scripture saying uh, something which is very striking from Matthew chapter 5 from verse 17. He said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. Don't let this become a sense of Oh, to you to think that I am doing so many great things. I came from the Father. There is a proof of my ministry and things are happening. And so the laws, 613 laws that the Father gave to you, and you guys have messed it all up. Don't think that I have come to abolish those laws. No. But rather, this is what I have purpose to come and do. So I've not come to abolish it, but to fulfill all of them. To make them happen before our sight for truly i tell you until heaven and earth disappear not the smallest letter not the least talking or stroke of a pen will be any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commandments and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. 
Jesus is saying that if you are a teacher like myself that I'm teaching you today, if I set some of the law aside and I don't follow the laws that the Father has given, uh, but I come here and teach you by virtue of you coming to church, and so I have to look religious and spiritual, and then I come and teach you the law, but I set some aside. I don't do it. I don't follow it. The law says that in his sight, I am very least. But I don't want to be least in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to follow it, do it as he commands me. And then when I teach you in his sight, he will also appreciate who I am in his sight. Hallelujah. Amen. But whoever practices it and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And that's what I'm talking about. I desire to also to be called great in the kingdom of our God. Listen to me carefully. It is all about the kingdom of heaven. These laws are laws to help us navigate our way through the kingdom of heaven. Amen. If we neglect the ability to understand that the laws are here to help us to be able to access the stuff that are found in heaven, we will miss out. And that was the problem with the Jews, that they thought that the laws were just only for them on earth here, and it had nothing to do with them or to do with the Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Jesus now came on the scene, had to help them to draw their attention. And there are quite a few number of them that he began to talk about, that the laws of the kingdom. He talked about the law of the kingdom on murder, he talks the law of the kingdom on restitution and prayer. He talks about the civil suit. He talked about com uh, committing adultery. He talks about divorce and remarriage. He talks about making vows. He talked about uh, retaliations. He talked about love. He talked about alms giving, like gi giving gifts. He talks on prayer, being alone with God. He talks on prayer. Being the Father as the omniscient God, or the omniscient God, the God being everywhere, He knows all things. He also talked on prayer, that's the model of prayer. He talks on prayer, that's the conditions of answered prayer. And lastly, He talked about fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. These laws, 613 laws plus these. 14 uh, laws that we're talking about people of god in the new testament the old testament was 613 and what came to reaffirm the 613 are these 14 laws that he spoke, spoke about and the 14 laws five of them are based on prayer five of the laws are based on prayer so it's very vital so that before we go into prayer, teaching about prayer, the principles of prayer, the dynamics in prayer and everything, we have to understand that they are some of the keys or the laws of the kingdom of heaven. So when you are dealing with prayer, it is not just a mere conversation with God. No, 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 no. But rather you are actually interacting with heavenly mindset, knowing that whatever is going on between me and God or between me and the enemy, I am dealing from heavenly perspective. Amen. Amen.
Amen. And so the book of Romans chapter 10 will open our eyes into a deeper understanding about these laws so that we know for sure that Jesus did not come to abolish the law and he will draw our heart to the place of understanding how these laws of the kingdom operate and the reasons of the laws. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So these are the things I'm going to be talking about for a moment, that the purpose of the law how it comes about without the knowledge of it, the problems that lack of the knowledge of the Lord it produces. Again, who is this law or how is this law um, operational? And then we will also come to the place of knowing how to do the law. And then we come to the place of understanding the, the focal point of the end results of the law. Amen. So, people of God, brace yourself and let's go. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. From verse 1. The Bible says that, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the children of Israel is that they may be saved. Underline the word save if you can. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Mm. Verse 3, since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Verse 4, Christ is the culmination of the law. The brother is talking about the righteousness of God, talking about the zeal of the Jewish race or the Israelites. He is talking about his testimony that he can testify to the fact that these people are prepared and willing to do anything to make sure that they do what is the will of the Father. And yet, because of lack of knowledge, they missed out on the opportunity to be righteous before God. And verse 4 now opens our eyes to the understanding that everything that has come before this time is all about the law. Which means that Israel are willing to use their physical energy, the exertion of their own human understanding to interpret or to play the laws into their favor or to be able to do it to please God. But it wasn't working. Why? Because they were not doing it according to the knowledge of God's righteousness. And so, when that moment happened, now verse 4 comes up to open us to Jesus Christ, that he is the culmination, he is the peak, he is the ultimate of all the laws that pertains to the kingdom of heaven. So let's hear what happens from here. So Jesus is the, is the Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone. Who believes in him? This is very serious, people of God. I thought that the laws were just what is written in the Bible and that's it. And all that we go is don't, don't steal, so I'm not stealing. 
I'm not touching it, but in my mind, I've already stolen the thing. And I've planned even with it already. Ah, that was Sabrande. We will come into it a lot. Hallelujah. And so Jesus now comes up to show himself strong, to say that, listen, I am the ultimate of the laws that you are trying to fulfill with all those 613 plus this 14. So I'll open your eyes to something. So the Bible says that now, if we can begin to walk in the place of believing in him, then every one of us, he did not leave anybody out. Verse 5 says, so Moses, now he's going back to help us to understand what has been done with the sister and So Moses writes about the righteousness that is by the law. The father is the one that gave it to him. But Moses lacked the ability of understanding that the laws that he was holding was Christ himself. So when he came to meet the people messing about and reveling on, on the wilderness with a golden calf, the brother was upset. So he quickly dropped the tablet that the father had given to him and destroyed it. And so now the Bible says that he had to rewrite because God commanded him to do that. So he wrote about, the Bible used the word righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. So in, 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 in the understanding, for them to be able to, to, to succeed or become successful in the things that the Lord had given them, what they had to do was to be able to go by the written words of Moses that the Lord commanded him, which he broke before. And the father said, now you have to write, carve one for yourself and then I will help you to write them down. The Bible says that those who listens to them or who does, he used the word does, who do those things can live by them. So in the time of Moses, Moses was, it was all about the action, the physical exertion of doing things by the laws that gave man righteousness and gave them life to be able to live. So verse 6 says that, but the righteousness that is by faith, Listen to it carefully. So now faith is playing a game here now. We are talking about laws. We are talking about the commandments, 613 of them, 10 commandments, and plus this 14. How is faith playing itself here at this moment? How is Jesus Christ is also being portrayed here that he is the ultimate of the law? We are talking about issues concerning marriage. We're talking about issues concerning prayer. We're talking about issues concerning murder. We're talking about issues concerning retaliations and all those things. So how are these things playing up here? People of God, this is the mystery that is shrouded in the laws of the kingdom of heaven that the church has not taken their time to unveil them gradually as they are willing to allow the Lord to use them to bring to pass. And we, all of us, if I say we, I mean all of us have not gained any advantage of walking with God in righteousness. And so, verse says that, but the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down or who will descend into the deep to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The Bible says, verse 8, 
that the word is near you. It is in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. So the laws now actually does not lie on the written test that we see that can bring us to the place of understanding to walk in righteousness with the Father, but rather it lies within the faculties of the heart and the faculties of the mouth. Not what is written down with the hand. People of God, observe it carefully. So, but the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say, which means that our confession or our proclamation, which the Bible used that statement, our proclamation begins to give us or write a sense of law to help us walk in righteousness with the Father. So what comes out of our mouth, what the heart accepts, begins to shape the form of the faith of a child of God. Let's continue. So the Bible will talk, use the statement, faith comes by hearing and by what? By the word of God. What you say and what you hear by what you say is what comes to pass as your reality. So the word is warning us carefully that Jesus is the ultimate. If we want to access the kingdom of heaven, if we want to walk in righteousness concerning the law of the kingdom of heaven, what we need to know that Jesus is the ultimate. And Jesus, we can only assess him by way of faith. And the faith comes by words that we speak and by how the heart accepts what we say. And so he is saying that for us to become effective and walk in righteousness, let us not think or declare from our mouth saying that how are we going to assess Christ? Are we going to pull him down from heaven to come on earth here? Or are we going down deep down there in ages to draw him from the grave? So the Bible now stands on a negative connotation, saying that do not say. So let's go back into the scripture, the scripture and see, hear what, what he says. Verse 9. So if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. So you see the whole story that the laws were given to save the people. And now Jesus comes on the scene to draw our attention to the fact that those 613 laws, for us to be able to fulfill them, he is the ultimate of the law. So how do we gain the law working in our favor so that we walk in righteousness and we get ourselves saved? And the Bible is saying that for us to be able to understand the principles of the laws of that kingdom, what we need to do is to walk with the heart and with the mouth together in understanding of this Jesus Christ that we have believed or we have uh, uh, accepted as his as a lord over our lives and the scripture is saying that when we do this by way of proclamation salvation begins to knock on our doors amen this is a little bit deep i must say when i the, uh, when the lord finished with me I, I, I said lord this one i need your help i really do need your help <laughs> 
to be able to proclaim it clearly to the understanding of those who are listening to me carefully. Hallelujah. That the laws we are talking about is not about don't do. It's about what you say in accordance with what Jesus Christ is to you. I'll say it again. The laws of the kingdom of heaven is not according to what you do. It is based on what you say in accordance uh, to what who Jesus Christ is to you. So if Jesus is to you, which the other scripture will put it, I am. If Jesus is to you as the I am, then your conversation and your declaration for you to fulfill the laws uh, that the Bible stipulates begins to come into shape based on what you say. Hmm. Not what is written down. So if Jesus is your righteousness, then you are walking in righteousness. If Jesus is your healer, then you are walking in healing. If Jesus is no, is your right, is your peace. You are you have to walk with what you say based on how your heart connects to this Jesus that we are talking about. That that He is the ultimate of the law. Amen. So the Ten Commandments: Do not steal. Yeah. I didn't steal it, but my mind is far away from Jesus Christ. So does that give me access to the kingdom of heaven? No, it doesn't. That is why the Jews till today, that they are following the 613 laws to, to, the, to the T, and yet the manifestation of the Lord Jesus Christ in their life is limited. Because the heart, is far away from what the mouth is saying concerning this Jesus. So people of God, the mystery concerning the laws of the kingdom of God unveils itself here that it is not about the written test, it is about the it is it's about the proclamation or the conversion or the statement that we make we make with our heart based on, on our understanding to who this Jesus becomes to us. And when we are able to let the mouth speak what the heart says concerning Jesus to us becomes in agreement, then the Bible says that salvation comes to us. Because the purpose of the law is to bring salvation to mankind. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the purpose of the law. The Jews, they have zeal, but without knowledge. And a lot of churches have got zeal. A lot of people who call themselves Christian, they've got the zeal. I'm telling you, there are lots of them who can pray 10 hours, 20 hours. I have, I have tried it myself, my dear. I'm telling you the fact. I had no clue about everything. I prayed 72 hours continuous and I was standing, I, I hope I, I should have done the prayer, the prayer, prayer tone so that I could also come into the Guinness book of records. <laughs> 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 yeah. Prayed on Atria mountains. 
endlessly crying out, crying out, crying out, breaking things and all that. But the, the knowledge was so little, but the zeal was so big. And I spent hours on end trying to make God feel that I am praying. Why? Because I thought that spending hours on end will help me bring me salvation. Not knowing that it was lack of knowledge. So there is zeal. A lot of people are with the zeal. Churches are screaming, Abobay, Abobay, and with all the zeal, and the result is small. The result is small. All because of the lack of knowledge. And the Apostle Paul says that, for I can testify about them that they are zealous for God. He used that statement, verse 2, verse 2. Romans chapter 10, verse 2 said, For I can testify about them that these guys are zealous for God. It wasn't for Satan, it was for God. But their zeal was based not on knowledge. They had no knowledge about how to pray, about how to please God, about who Jesus was. Every one of those laws come to that place of showing us that Jesus is the ultimate of our freedom. But again, without the knowledge and an understanding that was given to Moses, Moses had to throw away. And yet he had the zeal for God, you know. But he threw away the tablet, the stone that he was holding. Moses threw it away because of anger. He threw it away. So let's, let's come here. If we, by the grace of God, the Lord gives us rules and regulations or instructions, and then because of lack of knowledge though we have the zeal for the father but based on our attitude we don't see the need to value what god has given to us could it be possible that we have thrown so many of such tablets away because of the lack of knowledge of what god has given to us that is why it is important to know and understand everything that comes from god to you so that you do not waste time appropriating it in your favor to bring you salvation if not we will be zealous for god but no knowledge to appropriate the blessings or the blessedness of our lord jesus christ in our lives Amen. Today, I'm taking you very, very far. Hallelujah. Amen. Lack of knowledge. The Bible says that due to that, my people perish. Perish. Yes. And listen, the Bible used the word my people or my children. They are okay. still belonging to God, but they are still perishing. And people are okay. perishing who are in church, who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but lacking the understanding of who this Jesus is to them. And because of that perishing, they have set their foot on that slippery slope. Amen. Some says that the church don't work. Or prayer don't work. Ah, giving don't work. Uh, what else? Marriage don't work. Even the church, within the church, that's the most dangerous place to marry from. Because all the demons have run to the church. And they are all confessing and professing that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's all because of lack of knowledge. 
if we lack the knowledge, there is no place the interpretation of the law must come with clarity and understanding. If not, Amen. the law becomes waste in your hand, though you have all the tests at your front. You see how the problem is and why the church has struggled. Today is only the introduction to these laws, the 14 ones that we are talking about. And we have seen people crying out, my father, my father. And then uh, I, uh, they join different prayer platforms and everything. It's good to join prayer platform. I love to pray. And those of you who join it, thank God for you coming here. But I want to teach you the truth. How to make all these prayers maximize better for you by the grace of God. Amen. So that you don't hit against the air and not gain any target out of it. The Apostle Paul says so. That I don't want to be praying amiss. Why? Because if I lack the knowledge of what I'm doing, I may be doing something that I thought that it is good, but rather wrong. Someone will put it this way. That Satan gives the church good things to do at the wrong time. I'll take it again. Satan gives the church good things to do at the wrong time why because he knows that you you let your life is on time and so the things that you know that this is good bible accepts this one to be good so he put those things before you instead of you doing your purpose what you have been called to do so the one that has been called to be praying in the night, 12 o'clock for, uh, for Pastor McCarthy, the person is now opening up, reading the Bible and picking up stuff, going out there to the street to do um, uh, what you call evangelism. And the whole day they have shared tracks from morning till evening. Not even one single soul was warned. It is good to evangelize. But Satan knows that when you do that, you know for sure that what oh, I'm doing for the kingdom. It's the same thing. The people they had, he said, I can testify about them. They are men with zeal concerning God, but they lack knowledge. The information to understand what the law says or the interpretation of what the law says, these people didn't have a clue about it. So they were doing everything. They were busy for the kingdom. But God was wondering, what are these people trying to do? Could it be possible that you and I, we are so busy for the kingdom of God, neglecting the right things to do? Mm -hmm. I pray that may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ, so that we know the laws of the kingdom, the principles that comes thereby. I, I remember I used to use my tithe my tithe to give it out as a, as a help for somebody. The person was in dying need and I kept on giving my tithe to the person. And I, become, I became so struggling. I was struggling so hard because I thought that it, the Bible says, and that was the spare that I had. I didn't have a spare. So I gave my tithe. I'm only giving an example of my own life so that those of you listening to me on radio, it's just in case you are going through some issues in life, don't think that you are the only one. We have all been there before. Financially, I was so broke to the point where even common meal, 24 common meal per, per, per day was struggling in Europe here. I lived in Europe. I was here in London. 
And I was struggling. So the best place to eat at work was at work because that place we did, I was working in the food industry. So every day, all that I get is to prepare some few, get my sardines and here and there, and then go to work. And then anything that was ready from work, I fire myself. So when I'm coming home, I'm full. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to think about food and anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all these things, one day I asked myself, I said, Lord, what's going on with me and with my finances? I'm working all right. I'm working, I was working like 12 hours a day. And yet at the end of the month, I didn't have enough to show for, let alone to send enough to come and help my family in Africa. I couldn't do that. I couldn't help my mom, my parents. I was struggling. I said, Lord, what's going on? And then the revelations of the Lord came. So am I in the place of God to do God's work? And I couldn't understand that statement. So I took some time in prayer and I was praying. So Lord, tell me what it means, but am I in your place? What am I doing wrong? I'm doing everything. I'm in church 24 seven. Listen, I was working, I'm in church. If I said 24 seven, that's literally my life. From work to church, from church, home, from work, from home to work. That, that was my life. Six years, I've been, I've told some people, 23 years plus of my life in this country, I visited the cinema like three or four times. And even that was organized by the church. If not, I wouldn't have gone. I've never been to anywhere. Everything is about church prayer, church prayer. And the brother was going broke continually. And then the Lord opened my eyes and said, listen, you are not the one to tell me how to manage my finances. You are not in the position yet. So when you get there, I will show you what to do, whom to give and all that. So from today, resign from this position. And I said, Father, I lift my hands up. Now, let them all go to wherever they want to go to. I will bring it to you. And you know what? I began to bring it to church. Sometimes I, I have to pay it and, and walk home. You don't understand this. I don't want to put anything in your heart. Concerning Titan. Yeah, I had to pay my tithe and walk home home so if i don't get a lift with mrs davison if i don't get a lift for somebody to drop me halfway through uh, like an elephant and castle so that I, my journey will be shortened i have to lock three hours or two and a half hours home because there was no enough money maybe my medicine is all done people of god from that point i began to learn lesson that the kingdom works on principles and these Amen. principles are the laws that governs the, the whole system. And Jesus Christ is helping us according to the book of Romans that, listen, we cannot go with zeal without knowledge. No. If you don't have the knowledge, don't try it. Just stay. Wait till you gain the knowledge and then begin to take the steps that will help you to achieve maximum for the little that you put in into the kingdom. Because the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom that profits. Amen. Yes. The kingdom of heaven is a kingdom that profits. So if you give, that's why the Bible used the word, when you sow, you reap. So you don't Amen. put one grain of corn in the soil, in the kingdom of God, and then one grain comes out of the, the stock. It, it builds up, it grows in beautiful green with all the fertilizers and everything. And then when you open the cob, you, you peel it out and there's only one grain on there. No, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen like that. The kingdom is a fertile grounds on which 
every seed which is the laws that we interpret every seed begins to grow and germinate and multiply so the kingdom profits but if you lack the understanding of it it becomes a curse to those who walk with zeal without the knowledge hallelujah and one of the things that actually became a weapon against the children of israel or the israelis is that they could not submit to the righteousness who is jesus christ they could not submit because coming down verse 9 helps us to understand that it was jesus that they they could not submit to the righteousness of god so submission is also another key factor that helps the oppression of the laws of the kingdom we have spoken about the knowledge now we are talking about the zeal and now we are talking about the submission about these laws so jesus comes on the scene verse 4 says that i am the end of the law everything that you are doing and all that i am the end of the law so if you cannot understand me or carry me on the value of who i am from the kingdom of heaven then nothing bypasses me to where you want to get to it doesn't happen Amen. hallelujah so today i am drawing your attention to how the mystery of the laws of god operates so when we go into the place of murder the place of restitution in prayer the place of um, uh, the, uh, the presence of the father in prayer the place of the model of prayer and everything the conditions of prayer this thing will take us some time so please those of you who desire wants to know more about these mysteries please join us by god's grace hallelujah so that you become a complete christian Hallelujah. The half-baked Christians are very toxic. They are very dangerous. I'm telling you, if the Christian ha haven't got much knowledge, but they have only a piece of knowledge, they can put you in a big hell. You never want to be there. All because of lack of knowledge. So the word of the Lord says that by the righteousness that is by faith, which is in Christ Jesus, says that we shouldn't look into Christ that we have to find a way to call him away up from heaven or from down there in Hades where in the grave to try and find a way to go out there. But rather, it comes from the declarations of our lips back to him to tell him that, listen, we, well, let's go further down. Let's go further down. Let's go further down. So, but when, verse 8, but what does it say? It says the word is near you, which means that Jesus is no longer far away from every one of us, whether you are in Timbuktu, whether you are in Africa, whether you are in Paris, whether you are in Europe, whether you are in UK, whether you are in where, America, whether you are in South Africa, anywhere you are, the law, the Lord Jesus Christ is not far from you. He says that the word, he used the word, he used the statement, the word is, near you and john 1 verse 14 helps us to know that the word is jesus christ and the word became flesh and dwelt among men so now for us to walk in the place of understanding of the laws and to be able to exhibit them we need to know that the word which is jesus christ the bible says that he is near us and he's even in our mouth and in our heart that is 
the message concerning faith. So Jesus is the faith that we talk about. Jesus is the law that we talk about. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says that that we proclaim. Verse 9 says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believes in your heart that God raised him from the dead, this brings you salvation. Not about the laws like, oh, don't cook on Sabbath day. You know, don't, when you shave your hair, when you shave your hair, make sure that there are twigs left about the ears of your head. You know, when you are uh, going to church, don't put lipstick, else your lip will be red. Uh, or a woman shouldn't wear a man's pants and everything. And um, listen to me, in those times, where was pants anyway? But the understanding was lacking. And so people didn't know that Jesus was the communication that the Father wants men to know that he is the law. So for us to be able to walk in the place of fulfilling the law and become righteous in the sight of God, we have to make declarations with our mouth and to be able to let the heart connect to what the mouth is saying, that Jesus Christ, this is how I want my Jesus to be that he is the Lord over my life. He is the bona fide one that controls the affairs of my life. He is the one that gives me access to the kingdom of heaven. He is the one that came to save my soul from hell. He is the one that provided me with the things that I need. He is the one that opens the door for me when I cannot open for myself. Jesus Amen. becomes my everything. Amen. Barring the understanding of this, man can never access the kingdom of heaven because we will lack the understanding of what the principle means in the kingdom. So verse 10, Romans 10, 10 says, For it is with your mouth that you believe and are justified. So for me, these are all like legal terms. We are talking about law. We are talking about a zeal. We are talking about submission. We are talking about uh, justification here now. And these are all legal terms. And why was the law given? The law was given to save us so that we don't walk in a place of condemnation. It's also a legal term. And so the Bible says that for us to understand, we have spoken that Jesus is the combination of the law. And what we do is that Jesus comes as a word of faith to us so that when we want to access the kingdom of heaven, then what we do is to declare the word with our mouth in him that we know for sure that when we ask in him, then whatever we have said can bring forth something in the presence of the father who is in the kingdom or he is the one that controls the kingdom of heaven. And so he says that with your mouth we say, and with a heart we believe. And this brings us justification. So, for example, I want to go to heaven and access this pen. Okay? And I know that God has got it in heaven because the Bible says that everything is in heaven. Okay? And for me to access that, I should not be able to come in here and try to scream out on top of my father, father give me a pen, a father give me pen, neglecting the fact that Jesus Christ is the source through which that pen can be given to me. Mm 
So, with the faith in Jesus, I go to him. So, you see how prayer is now opening up gradually. That for us to be able to access the Father, faith must work in place. And who is the faith? The Bible has said that faith is in this Jesus Christ. So, Jesus becomes the faith. And the Bible says that nobody, he himself said it, that nobody access the Father except by me. Amen. Amen. So the principle here becomes that, do I know this Jesus? Mm. To understand who he is to me. Have I given him right to rule over the affairs of my life or I am just playing him in the play game and then everything that I cry, I cry out, I say, in the name of Jesus, right? Because the Bible says to, no. You've got to know him and understand him and the place of the maturity of your understanding gives you right in the kingdom of heaven that you are somebody who is righteous before the Father because you have obeyed who this Jesus is. So when you go before the Father, he sees you justified. Use the word here, justified. That this brother, he has the right to obtain the pain. So you see why the marriage hasn't come. Do you have the right? to be called a woman who is married to a nobleman? Do you have the right to become a millionaire? So our maturity is of a great importance. The maturity here I'm talking about is about the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. The Bible says that if we can have it within our heart, within our heart, that he is Lord. Who is Lord? We talk about landlord don't we? Lord is anyone who owns anything and can command that thing to work in favor or against anyone who desires favor with that thing. So for example, Jesus being my Lord now means that I have given him right to access my life fully, not partially. So, though many have confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior, their heart is far away from him. And for that matter, it is not giving them the access to the kingdom. It's that simple. It's that simple. So, for me to become effective and walk in righteousness, I need to understand Jesus Christ. Because he is the righteousness of the Father. So for me to walk in righteousness so that I can please the Father, I need to know who is this righteousness. And that is Jesus Christ. People of God, the church must wake up. We have to literally wake up from our sleep because we are sleeping. And we are shouting the name Jesus without understanding of what the name means to us. That is why today I am here to unveil this mystery to you by the message of God that from today, when you finish this assignment, you begin to develop a whole new dynamics of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. If not, if not, we will have the zeal for God and we will lack the knowledge to walk in righteousness, which the Bible says here.
2024, the abundant life that we talk about. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I prophesied it. I spoke it. I prayed about it. I inquired it. I demanded it and everything. And the church was on fire. Everybody was praying, screaming out. And I loved it. I loved the prayer session. It was powerful. But listen, how many of the people who were crying and screaming, how many of them understood that Jesus Christ is their Lord? Maybe the day we accepted him as Lord, the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth, your mouth, your mouth, that he is Lord and believe with your heart. So these two things works out to allow Jesus to find operation in the laws of the kingdom. If we miss out on one of them, the Jesus don't work. The Jesus thing will never work, no matter how clerical whether you can put on a red or a white or blue or yellow clerical and shout everything and put all the oil upon your head if jesus christ is not clear to you nothing works with the kingdom nothing now i'll say it again nothing works in the kingdom if Jesus, who is the right, because for us to go to the Father, we've got to walk in righteousness. And you and I, we cannot achieve that. That is why he gave his righteousness to us through Jesus Christ. So if you fail the ability to know who this Jesus is to you, then what are you going to do before the Father? Hallelujah. Amen. So today, I came to unveil the mysteries of the laws of the kingdom. 14 of them that we're going to be taking by the grace of God. We'll deal on murder uh, next week or next time that we meet by God's grace. Hallelujah. And today mm -hmm. I came to open it up all unto you that Jesus is the ultimate of all the laws. Therefore, don't try to do it without Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What mm -hmm. one of the things that I usually say in my heart is, what will Jesus do in this situation? That's one mm -hmm. of the things that guides me gradually. What will Jesus do in this matter, in my privacy? Because most times when no eye is there and the opportunities are lying in front of you to steal the pen and put it in your pocket, the question now comes to my mind that what would Jesus do seeing that nobody is watching, no one is here, to know what is going on, and I can pick this thing up, even nobody will see, what would Jesus do? Hallelujah. It's one of the guiding principles of my life, and it helps me. So when I stand anywhere, and I stand as a justified person, not because I have done anything, because Jesus Christ, I look to him as my Lord. So will my Lord behave like this? Will my Lord pray like this? Will my Lord take this and put it to his pocket? Would my Lord say this stuff? Would my Lord? So those becomes my guiding principle. If I see myself veering off so that ah, the laws of the kingdom does not work for me, I begin to look to him. So the Bible says in Hebrews, we look to him who is the altar and the finisher of our faith. We have it here in the scriptures. I will read it. It's about what does it say? That the words is near you, is near you. It is in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the message concerning faith. So Jesus, he is our faith. Mm -hmm. That we confess, that we profess. So if somebody is lacking faith, 
The person is lacking Jesus. That's all. If someone is lacking faith, the person is lacking Jesus. Why? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? By the word of God. Where is the word? Who is the word? John tells us that Jesus is the word. So lack of Jesus in your life, lack of faith in your life. And so lack of manifestation of the kingdom in your life. So if we want to see more of the manifestation of the kingdom in our life, then let us see more of Jesus working in our life. Then faith comes alive because the kingdom operates on faith. That is Jesus Christ. I've spoken quite a lot. I've given a lot of mysteries, and I hope that your heart is picking these things up gradually. I know that most of the scriptures, I've not quoted them directly, but I believe that God is ministering to your heart to understand that if you don't have enough Jesus in you, don't bother to access anything in heaven. Don't. If you don't have, if you only want to walk with what you can gain from heaven and not what you can gain from Jesus Christ, don't think of things from heaven. I was talking with my wife yesterday when we were traveling to go and visit one of the fathers, and then we we're talking about uh, some issues. And said, oh, some of the people will come and just get a breakthrough, and then that's it. You don't see them again." And all that. I said, "Look, that's why some of them came. They came for breakthrough." And I have seen many people, that's all that they live their life for. I thank God for breakthroughs. I thank God for prophetic distance. But listen, you can yeah. gain everything in this life. Eh? You can gain everything. The Lord can give you the millions. We have millions, millionaires who, are, who don't know God, don't even want to do anything with God. They are there. Yeah, We have all of them. If they lack Jesus Christ, one day, the accountability will be so much worse. The things that they have to go and account for, they may not be mm. justified. So the whole premise of the laws of the kingdom of God transcends beyond 613 plus these 14 or the 10 commandments that you know. It comes to the place of the knowledge of who Jesus is to you personally. It is not who Jesus is to us as a body of Christ. No. That one, all of us, including the choir master, everybody will be singing the hallelujah praises, but go and see what they are doing in privacy because Jesus is not enough in their heart. They don't have enough Jesus in their heart. So the righteousness of God to be found in them so that the access to the kingdom of heaven can become a reality in their life is far away because Jesus is very small. How big is your Jesus? <laughs> Ask that question to yourself. That how big is my Jesus? How? Do I really love him? Do I know him? If he is the culmination of the law, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 4, then for me to be able to walk in the righteousness of that law, I need to have him. How big is my love for this Jesus I'm talking about? So you see where the church is now. The body of Christ. We talk big. Listen to me. Gifts and talents and all those things are for us. 
but you can operate in all the gifts and all the talents and yet miss the kingdom of heaven the word of the word of the lord puts it this way that he say go out of my sight for i never knew you say oh lord i prophesied in your name i raised even the dead i healed the sick he said for the father will say that you get out of my face you wicked generation i never knew you which means that the grace to perform other things it's okay when you attach yourself to the kingdom but to be able to walk and access the kingdom as a child of god in righteousness you have to have jesus christ fully matured in you if not the law will still be small you will not be able to access much you will not be able to do more to the glory of the father so people of god the bible says that it is for everyone who believes everyone who believes not about doing but about saying and agreeing with what they say concerning who this jesus christ is that they allow jesus christ to become lord over their life permanently not partially not only on sunday not because a sister has said ah oh, for a while now, i haven't seen you in church so that why are you not coming no 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 but rather i love my jesus so much that i would rather want to spend some time and hear his word than to be going up and down doing nothing and wasting my life all over the place people of god jesus wants to make himself real to us so that these laws that can help us access the kingdom of heaven becomes natural to us because we we have him amen amen May the Lord help us Amen. love Jesus more than we have ever loved him. Amen. May the Lord open our eyes to all these facts so that we can allow Jesus to find expression in our lives. May the Lord help us where we have proclaimed with our lips and yet our heart cannot accept the fact that Jesus indeed is Lord. We pray that may the Lord help us so that we can find that expression working in us. The Bible says that for it is with a heart, with a heart that you believe and we are justified. And it is with the mouth that we say, we profess. So that's we say that your faith comes to pass and we are saved. So the law which was given to save us comes between our mouth and our heart. <coughs> that produces the faith and that brings us salvation. So that's the summation of my, my speech for the day. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says that as the scripture says, anyone who believes in Jesus will never be put to shame. Why? Because you are a kingdom citizen. Amen. There is no kingdom citizen that ever goes to the place of shame. Nobody. No. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. We have seen in many places those who believed him to the core. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These brothers that we talk about, the Bible says that they said that even if God does not come and save us, we trust that he's still our God. So forget. Amen. And then Jesus proved that he wants to stay with these people 
even in the last hour. So he became the fourth man in the fire. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that may we get the heart to be able to embrace him even more. All of us. One of us. Because our plan B's are always knocking doors more than the plan A that we have already taken a step of faith in them. And the reason why the step of faith is not faith is all because there is still in our mind thinking that God cannot come through or God may delay. And the delays of God can bring me shame. And so for that matter, I must find an alternative. Tonight, today in this meeting, I pray that may all the only alternative you have be Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 The laws of the kingdom. The laws of the kingdom. So you see how the laws operate? It operates by faith. And who is the faith? The faith is Jesus. And how is Jesus working now? He comes by the heart and the mouth, proclaiming and agreeing in what it is the mouth and the heart says. And then the kingdom opens to us. And we can attain everything that we want. I now understand, when the Lord gave me this um, understanding, I now understand some of the things that uh, Dr. Miles Monroe used to say, that in the kingdom, there is no lack. Yes, there is no lack. And this Romans chapter 10, verse 11, says that as the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, which means that in the kingdom of heaven, there is no lack. Why? Because faith, who is Jesus Christ, now works for us, works in our favor. So he brings to pass what can make our life comfortable. And we just assess them and pick them up. So if it is money I need, which some of you need, you need it die, I mean, dyingly. Yes, dyingly. And as I can see somebody on the platform that literally you are scraping the things. You are scraping. If I say scraping, literally like you are scraping the barrel. And what we need now is Jesus to come through for us. May he put your burden on somebody in the name of Jesus Christ and turn things around for you quickly. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are indeed walking in the path of being able to have the unlimited resources of the kingdom. Amen. Only you can walk in righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. And the righteousness Amen. is not what we do. I'll say it again. If you can walk in righteousness, because that's why the book of Romans helps us to understand that the people had zeal doing. But what they needed to do was rather say it. And what they needed to do with the saying was to believe it. And who was them? The one that they were supposed to believe? The faith. And who, where was the faith? It was lying in Jesus Christ. The, the proclamation, the declaration helps us to become, begin to walk in the place of the manifestation of the things that we desire to see. We desire to have, we desire to walk in them all. Hallelujah. So this is a mystery to me. It's not only to you, me too. Hallelujah. They, me too. It was a huge mystery to me. I woke up, you can ask me since I woke up at uh, 11, 1130 uh, yesterday in the evening and I began to sit down to wait on the Lord and cry out for God because this year, I don't want us to waste too much time and not get a lot of results. 
Hallelujah. Because the abundance, if we can walk in the abundance of life, we need to know all these principles. If you have the principles working for you, you know, it's like if you have your tap, if you want water to drink, you will not go out there in your garden and, and dig the ground. You will not do that. You will go to the tap and open the tap and pick it up. You know, so most people are digging ground, seeking for water somewhere and all that. Meanwhile, the tap is just right there in front of them. All that they need to do is just turn it on and the water is coming out. It's all about walking in understanding of the principles of the law. And the word of the law says that Jesus Christ is the ultimate of this. So please let humility be part of this. Let knowledge and understanding be part of this. Let's submit to the law. Let's know that it is not about doing, it's the declarations of your lips. That's why when we were doing 31st night, I was telling everybody that this year, oh, what you want to say is that how do I get this thing down, Lord? How do I get this thing down, Father? How do I get this thing down? Do not say that I don't know how to do it too. Uh, it caught me a couple of times this even this this um, uh, this uh, this week, and I must have said, Lord, I don't have this. And all of a sudden, He reminded me, said, Why are you saying we don't have this? Is it yours that you need to have? And I said, I forgive. I ask for forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Now it is yours. So let's do it. Bring it to pass. Bring it to pass. So today, I'm here to share with you. The mystery of the laws of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Understanding all these laws is a, is a great paramount importance to our Christian growth. Thank you so much for hearing me for uh, one hour of my talk. God bless. Thank you.